0: For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Notice how much better you will feel by having a consistent practice to support you staying centered. I'm so excited to have Shanna Kennedy here with us on the Center in the City podcast. Shanna is a leading business and life coach, a master strategist trusted with her clients across the spectrums of business, sports, and entertainment. She challenges people to rethink their relationship to work, well-being, and life. Shanna is also the author of multiple best-selling books. And I'm so excited to have her today on the podcast to talk about her recent book, called Plan B, A Guide to Navigating and Embracing Change, which is such a poignant topic in today's world. So settle in and enjoy listening to this episode. Shanna, welcome to the Centered in the City podcast.
1: Oh, it's so awesome to be here and to be able to share tools and tips and and have a chat with you from across the globe.
0: I know. We were just talking about before hitting record, how fun it is to be able to connect internationally and to share all this wisdom. So thank you for being here. And I'd like to begin, I always ask my guests a certain questions and the prompt I would love to explore is like, what does it mean for you to be centered? Oh, for me, it means
1: to feel quite grounded. You know, I love that word grounded, where you can take a breath. You've got great perspective. You know, you can be a little bit adaptable. You're very clear on what your code of conduct is. And I think when we have all of that, it's, it's just a nice way to just, you know, navigate your journey in the
0: world. I love that. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you have become a life coach, a business strategist, an author of so many amazing, wonderful books? Well, I never
1: thought I'd be an author. I have to say that up front. I I really did not do well in English class at school, but I I left school and I watched Wall Street, the movie, you know, that really old movie with Gordon Gecko in it. And I really wanted to be a stockbroker. So I went into that beautiful stockbroking world, really hungry, uh, started in the dungeon filing became one of the first girls to ever sit on the trading desk. And it was an incredible time, incredible time. But it really was a bit like the Wolf of Wall Street. And I was like, I don't want to be here. This is not for me. It just doesn't feel right in my soul. So I got a job in sports marketing and um, just as a secretary. And then I ended up running this guy's business. He taught me everything about business, about negotiating contracts, about working with elite athletes, And then I ended up in a job where I was in charge of a couple of hundred athletes and all of their contracts. And it was a Jerry Maguire type job, which I absolutely loved and married my job. I was so obsessed with it and I loved it. I did seven days a week because sports on the weekend Mm -hmm. and I was not grounded. I was not centered. I had no self-care strategies. I had no boundaries. I didn't know what my values were and it ended up costing me my health you know i got chronic fatigue by the time i was 30 total burnout which you know robbed me of years of my life and i've had to manage for the, for the last 20 years so in that time when i was really bummed out really rock bottom i was thinking about our beautiful amazing athletes our heroes and as the olympics are on at the moment i'm looking at them all and thinking about what does life after sport look like for you Mm. And I saw so much destruction and sadness and lostness that I decided 20 years ago to study life coaching to coach elite athletes into retirement. Mm. And that's where it all started. 20 years, you know, that's been built into a massive coaching empire. It's speaking on stages around the country. And then I started to write some books and then they just went bananas. And it it was just this journey that I just didn't really plan.
0: Mm. what inspired you to write this recent book plan b it
1: was in lockdown last year um so i sort of woke up in the middle of the night in a sweat and had a jerry Maguire moment where i got up at three in the morning and the whole book had dropped into my head which is very unusual yeah the whole thing dropped into my head i could see it i knew the chapter headings and i just quickly got up i typed everything out did the whole bones of the book basically in one night and um, sent it off to my publisher and they said absolutely you must write this book but it was a book that came to me because of my 20 years of coaching Mm -hmm. where I have coached so many people through divorce loss of a job loss of a loved one a health crisis that I knew the journey of change and what we need to do Mm -hmm. And it's something we're never taught at school. Mm -hmm. So I thought, how can I put it into a guidebook where we can really help people um, navigate the journey of change, changing in in job circumstance, changing in our freedom, changing in our rights, changing in our um, relationships or our marriages or people who have children and their whole life gets turned upside down. Nobody knows that there's a grieving process that we go through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I explain feelings, emotions, and grief, and how to breathe through that, and then how to heal yourself, and then how to create your plan B, which is your new normal, mm-hmm. and how to make that inspiring so that we can move on and keep celebrating our life, which I think is a really important part
0: mm-hmm. that many
1: people forget to do.
0: Yeah, but change mm-hmm. is so hard for us. And it's yeah. so interesting, because each day, there's change. And, you know, definitely 2020, as we're globally navigating this pandemic, the felt sense of uncertainty is so prevalent for people. And it's a little comical when we zoom out. I find it a little comical when we zoom out because life was always uncertain pre-pandemic. It just, I think, became way more apparent and way on this bigger scale about uncertainty And so I'm curious, like, what are some initial strategies or tools that people can ground into to navigate change, to navigate the uncertainty?
1: Yeah, well, we need to control the controllables, right? So we need to come and bring everything back from this big macro focus that we had about being adventurers and travelers and the world is your oyster of opportunity is to bring it all in. And let's just zero in on ourselves for a minute and control the controllables, our mindset. But go back to the very beginning, which is your own set of values. And when you know your own set of values, which I talk a lot about in the life plan, is they are your foundation for life. So when you know your three main values, you know, mine is health, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, Uh, The second one for me is happiness and is that means am I showing up being the person that I really want to be and the third for me is achievement I'm an achievement junkie Mm -hmm. so how can I make today an achievement what can I achieve today it could be doing a meditation it could be doing a gratitude list it doesn't mean selling a thousand books that's an achievement too but the achievement that really means something is how am I growing as a human myself so I have a new boss And every day that boss doesn't change. So when you know your values, you know who to get up for and work for today. What am I doing for my mental health today? How am I training the brain? What are my affirmations? What am I doing for my physical health today? Eat, move and sleep. So we can fine tune the whole time. We always have something to do if you know your values. And that allows you to feel in control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we feel in control, the anxiety drops down, you know. The overwhelm drops away, and we stop listening to all the news so much, and we focus on what can, what can what can I do today to make
0: it a lovely day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an essential mindset technique I had when I was diagnosed with cancer and navigating at the same time lost my mom to her own battle of cancer. Was just waking up and really prioritizing my well-being and that. To sparked my own journey, and I I love that you use values as such that grounding technique of how people can direct their focus and attention because so many people I see this in my clients all the time too live outwardly based right on needing to feel their worth connected to production and to their work, but when you switch it, right? And let it be grounded from your values that are so internally focused, even if a top value for you is achievement, right? But to allow you to define what achievement feels like is so much more empowering and helps people manage that sense of overwhelm. I think we've really used the word achievement. Um, You
1: know, I was the A-type overachieving perfectionist. And... I was my job and then when you ask the question who are you without your job that's where you need to be starting take your job away and then build the person and so the achievement for me today is not how many podcasts I'm on or how many interviews I'm doing the or books I'm selling the achievement to me is how did you care for yourself today because you're the business here Mm -hmm. and if you keep pushing, you'll just burn out and then you're just not going to be able to achieve what you want to anyway. So the achievement is to not burn out, is to do all of those rhythms and rituals and routines and practices that allow me to not burn out. Mm -hmm. And that actually is the achievement of the day that I need to value more than the achievement of sales and clients and all of those kind of things.
0: Yeah. like How do you work with your clients to realize that, to really connect to that? Because I've found that it's really hard for people, unless they've had a wake-up call like cancer, like a death of a loved one, or um, a big sort of life interruption, that it's really hard for them to connect to that sense of um, caring for self is the biggest achievement they can make in the day. Yeah, it's very interesting.
1: I always say, say you're working with Peter and Peter works for Macquarie Bank. I, and he says, I'm Peter from Macquarie Bank. I say, no, no, you're Peter and Macquarie Bank works for the business of you. Mm. And instantly they do a flip and they say, oh, I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, your job works for the business of you. It gives you income, it gives you motivation or inspiration in life, but it's just a ride that you jump on and off. You jump on the ride in the morning and you jump off in the afternoon or at nighttime, but that ride will change over time. You know, you're not gonna be in the same job forever. So life is like a playground and you're the person running around the playground jumping off different rides and on and off rides, or you get spat off a ride or the ride breaks but the person that you have to have a relationship with is yourself because there's one common denominator going around that playground which is yourself and the rider the you know the people that you might have be on that same ride at the same time but then you know you lose contact because your job changes so there's only one constant and that's yourself so when we invest in the business of self and the relationship with yourself and caring for yourself it's such an amazing journey where we know happiness is an inside job it's not an outside job it's an inside job and it's a beautiful journey as a coach as you know to take people from that place of being so externally driven you know we know that happiness the science of happiness is 50 is your genetic makeup which is you're the glass half full or glass half empty We know that an extra 10% of your happiness comes from the car, the watch, the new handbag, um, you know, the the beautiful haircut, whatever it might be. But 40% of your happiness comes from what you intentionally do each day. Mm -hmm. Your mindset, your practices, going for a walk, your gratitude journal, all of those joyful activities. That's where your happiness actually comes from.
0: Mm. How do you yourself fit in being so busy, having such a full load on your plate, how do you fit in and prioritize your own practices of self-care? They're just
1: non-negotiable. It's, it's I have two teenagers.
0: I have a husband.
1: I've been married for 18 years. Um, I coach, I speak, I write. I have a full life. And I never say a busy and stressful life. I say, I love my full life. And today's full, completely full. And I just, I love my full life. If I allow myself to look at how much is on, I will get very stressed. So I just go hour by hour. But in those times, like today is like a marathon, I have drink stops. I make sure I have the Gatorade stop, which is every time, you know, I wash my hands, I take three breaths. You know, every time I drink water, I have to go back to the bathroom I have to wash my hands again and take another three breaths so 6 or 7 times a day i'm taking three big slow grounding breaths and just coming back to earth and getting off the high of that interview or that great presentation or you know doing boring things like you know invoicing and stuff like that and just grounding myself the whole time and being centered the whole time is the achievement it is about don't go out too hard too early. You know, we're, we're light, the day is a marathon. Life is a marathon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we keep needing to make sure that we're refueling ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Otherwise, we're grumpy, irritable, tired, run down, exhausted, burnt out. I don't want to be any of that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting mindset to have that, to see life as this marathon, yet it feels like people look at each day as these sprints. And these sprints full of panic, right? These sprints full motivated because there's deadlines or just time feels like it's tick, tick, ticking away. So how do you work with your clients or maybe even in your books, talk about how people can be in relationship to time in a different, maybe more empowering way or even while they're navigating change?
1: Mm, I think people need to breathe. So you'll probably notice with a lot of your clients and, and high achievers is, you know, we forget to breathe. So people are either holding their breath and they've, then they do a big sigh, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm down, off to the next task. Oh, okay. That's a sign that you've hold your breath, you don't breathe. So the brain's got no oxygen. So everything is spinning very fast. When we take big, long diaphragmatic breaths, and change our state put our shoulders back you know straighten the, the, the spine we take a big breath before each task there's a clarity
0: mm.
1: instant clarity you know Tony Robbins always says change your state change your story change your life so number one if you're not changing your state you're just sitting at the laptop all day hunched over no breathing no getting up and moving no stopping at the drink stop just powering through because you think that you're this incredible sprinter Well, you're going to fall over at the end of the day and you're not even going to be able to do those practices for yourself because you haven't got the energy to. So the pacing is really important through breath Mm -hmm. and clarity. So, you know, before I speak to anybody, every interview, every client, I stop, I take a big breath, I put my shoulders back, I move my body, I put some essential oils on, change the smell, and I come into it with beautiful energy. With not time is running out, like the day is not racing away. It's like we're in control. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just, it's just a mindset, but it comes with breathing. Mm-hmm. And we all we've been watching the Olympics. We just see how many incredible athletes are out there, and you can watch them breathing. You can watch them really focusing in. You can watch them celebrate. You can watch them. Um, you know, trying to calm their nerves down. You can just see the different breathing patterns and the breath can fire you up or it can slow you down or it can catastrophize. So it's a really important
0: skill and tool to master in life, I think. Mm -hmm. And going back to this point, it's one of the things we can control. You know, we can breathe unconsciously, but we can also breathe very consciously and intentionally and how important our breath is in creating that state change. And that we forget, you know, how we can do it multiple times a day to tune in or change it or do it, change our breath pattern when nobody's looking or while in a Zoom meeting or we forget how powerful it is. Oh,
1: you can do it before you even get out of bed in the morning, you know, take three deep breaths. You can do it in the shower, take three deep breaths. You can do it every time you wash your hands. You know, myself, you know, there's a sticky note, you know, attached to the soap bottle that says breathe times three. So I never forget to take my three breaths and and my family who are all homeschooling and in lockdown is breathing because we get so caught up in the brain and it takes over and it makes a lot of drama um, and you catastrophize, which creates stress in your body. Yet we're sitting in these beautiful homes. We have fresh food. We can go for a walk. We're not being asked to go to war. You know, it's not that bad. It's not Mm -hmm. that bad. Mm -hmm. When you focus on what could I do today? Well, I could clean out a cupboard. I could clean out my photos, which are clogging up my computer and my phone. I could make a photo book. I could learn to cook something new. I could do a little exercise routine. You know, we've got all of these options, but we're so stuck in the catastrophe of our head because we're not breathing and there's no air in it that. We
0: lose perspective very, very quickly. Mm. Exploring your new book, Plan B, you have these beautiful chapter titles that recognize and respond, restore and recover, redirect and reset, rejoice and radiate. First of all, I love the alliteration that of all of them being ours. And yeah. and Talk to us a little bit about the high level, like method and and process through, through that flow.
1: Mm, Well, first of all, we need to recognize and respond, you know, we need to, oh, we've just had the rules change again, or, oh, I've just lost my job, or, oh, my marriage just broke down. Oh, first of all, we need to breathe. We need to stop, not react and go crazy, just stop sit in it sit sit in the feelings sit in the emotions and then what's your story you know is there a gift here Was something good come of this um you know so there's a whole chapter on really navigating your pathway through the pain part Mm -hmm. that we get when we get a health diagnosis as you know Mm -hmm. um, where we have to sit in the feeling of being scared or vulnerable or angry or frustrated or exhausted or whatever it might be so there's feelings charts and emotions charts but also how to navigate through that but then rather than just reacting very quickly we we need to remember we're just like a plant you know the tomato plant's been ripped out of the soil you don't quickly put another seed in we need the soil to rest Mm. just to recalibrate and we need to allow ourselves some time time to just sit in it to heal to bathe in nature to allow ourselves to go back to our senses, um, you know, and mindfulness practices to do some of that meditation, just to let the soil heal, let our soul heal for a minute. And then when we feel ready, and only when we feel ready, let's create a new plan. Let's go back to our values. Let's plant some fresh seeds in the mind, some new goals, some new visions, some new inspiration for ourselves. Where plan B It's just your new plan. It doesn't have to be a worse plan, you know, never have a great marriage again or a job as good as that one. What if the next one's better? Mm. What if it's just different? Let's just not compare. Let's just really focus on what we want to do moving forward. Um, And that's really a nice chapter and way of thinking. So it really sets up the mind to be able to plan from a fresh new place. And then it's about celebration and radiating and saying, you know what? These things have happened to me in my life Um, but I've got this new plan. I'm really excited by it. I've got some new fresh goals to to go and achieve and to focus on and I actually need to celebrate myself. So a lot of people don't spend a moment celebrating Mm -hmm. what they've got, who they are. So it's really important to me to bring in that celebration piece because every client that I speak to, my first question is, what can we celebrate about you today? because we're so not used to celebrating. We just go from goal to goal to goal to goal to that to-do list to that to-do list. Let's just take a moment to celebrate what you've done or who you are or what you're proud of. And it's a beautiful space to give people because no one ever gives it to them and Mm -hmm. they don't give it to Mm themselves. So I always have this practice. I love myself, I love my full life. And what can I celebrate today about myself? Mm-hmm. about how I handled the situation, about how I was giving to somebody, how I was open to receiving, whatever it might be. And they become a part of my daily practices when I'm brushing my teeth or I'm in the shower or going for a walk or got my little journal here. Um, it, You know, even though we're very busy with family and businesses, our practices don't have to take hours.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They can be a part of your normal routine. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, how do, you know, because I think it's a huge piece of like realization for people that the practices, the rituals, routines, they don't have to be these hour long blocks of time. And I think our minds even catastrophize, right? How, how consuming they're going to be or time consuming they're going to be that then that becomes a, an out for them to practice them. And I also think it ties a lot to perfectionism you know, the perfectionists need everything to be perfect in order to do it. So how would you suggest people work with that? Maybe those perfectionist minded people who think they need that perfect hour or that perfect meditation corner, or, you know, the perfect weather to get outside and walk to actually commit and follow through.
1: Yeah, I think we do make it really hard. And um, and also some people think, oh, it's now becoming a chore that I have to tick off my list that I wrote in my journal. Mm-hmm. Whereas they're not seeing it as a joy or a self-care strategy or something that's investing in themselves. So when you see yourself as the asset, the most important person, the ability then to go and Use these tools, these rituals, these tips, and all of the things that we've been taught on these soft skills, so to speak, is we need to see them as a beautiful indulgence rather than a chore. That I don't feel like writing in my journal today. That's okay. But try tomorrow. You know, have all the prompts around so that we try. And, you know, it's windy outside. That's okay. Let's just put an extra coat on and let's go because I know that I never regret a walk Mm -hmm. ever. So it's just that that moment of commitment saying to yourself, but I will feel better if I move my body. And it's my commitment to move my body every day. Even if it's raining, it's often raining in Melbourne or or hailing sideways. Um, We have the Seattle too. (laughs) Yeah, we have four seasons in one day and I've got the umbrella, I've got the raincoat, I've got the beanie, I've got everything. Whatever it takes, you have to get out there. Um, and that means you've had to be a winner for the day. It's like getting up and making our bed. It is When we're making our bed, we could be saying an affirmation too. It doesn't have to mean we have to park an hour to do all of this stuff. It just means we should be integrating it to when we brush our teeth, we're thinking about what we're grateful for or what went well today or what's on my to-do list tomorrow. I'm just going to write all that down so it's just not in there. Another thing I did last year, which was with the to-do list in our six months of lockdown here is I crossed out the word to-do and I wrote joy, Mm. my joy list. So every day my list that greeted me was called the joy list for the day, and it was unbelievable how much that changed my mindset. Being in such a stuck, long winter in lockdown is what is on my joyful activities today and it was sending out proposals, doing some cold calling. It was all the horrible stuff. But I said, approach it with joy. Approach it with lightness and vibrancy and see what happens. And a whole lot of stuff happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for anybody who's listening who doesn't believe this mindset stuff works, I mean, try it because it is really magical how just shifting language can shift the energy in your body, can shift the way you see and approach things. It's a huge, it, powerful practice. It
1: is unbelievable. I, I it's, like, it's like your brain is a computer. And if I type in today will be easy and effortless, you know, it allows that to happen. If I type in, it's another long, boring day. That's the message it's sending to your body. That's why you don't want to go for a walk. But what if today is a gift and we write about that and we say it's a gift and I, what can I do? I can go for a walk. Not all the things, we can't go to the gym because it's closed and we can't go to yoga because it's closed. We can go for a walk. I can go for a walk. I can do some meditation. I'm not commuting on the train. I could sit home and do some meditation. you know. And when we write it all down um, and we change the mindset, the world's a really great place.
0: Yeah. And that circles back to this place that we kind of started with of being in control, you know, controlling the controllables and how much more grounded and centered that can support people feeling amid the chaos. And whether that's, you're a mom, who's navigating five other people's schedules and a business and what not to feel still in your body and control of your time and your energy, I think is so important to, to emphasize.
1: 100%. And that is all a mindset. 100%. Um, you know, this journey of life is going to be full of ups and downs and curve balls thrown at us. And it's about how can we, how can we navigate it so that we don't create disease in our body? or dis-ease in our body and i when you're constantly checking in with your body and letting things go you know we don't build up that huge amount of dis-ease that happens which creates disease is that let's just flow with what's happening at the moment do what we can do if we keep focusing on what we can't do we're creating that horrible feeling in the mind and in the body so where our focus goes our energy flows So true. Yeah. And we just ask ourselves that every day. We know with our emotions, this too shall pass. So, you know, I've got up on my mirror, this too shall pass. This lockdown will pass. COVID will pass. Might take one, two or three years. But in my 80-year journey of life, hopefully, it was only a couple of years. So that perspective piece comes in. We know this too shall pass will happen with our emotions. It happens with the clouds. The clouds are changing by the minute. Our emotions and our hormones keep changing by the hour. So we know that this too shall pass. So let's flow, let's acknowledge what we're feeling. I feel sad or lonely or frustrated. Okay, sometimes I might write that down, might feel it, but then I'm gonna let it pass, just like the clouds. I'm gonna let go and focus on what can I do to move forward? Can I ring someone? Can I ask for help? Can I go and move my body, change my state? Can I change my story, my mindset about what I'm telling myself?
0: And it's really trying to keep things that simple. Mm, I love it. Shanna, where can people learn more about you and your amazing books and all that and, all the ways you uh, contribute to the world? Uh, I coach a lot
1: of people in the US, which is amazing. and this is this whole gift of you know Zoom and, and being global is I have clients in, the UK I've got clients in Singapore and the US it doesn't matter we we really want to stay connected so Um there's a lot of free resources there's free downloadable vision kits there's free downloadable screensavers to help train the brain and do those affirmations and there's all the information on the coaching and the speaking and all of the books are there too
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a guest and sharing your wisdom and your light. Thank you, Wade. It's wonderful to speak to you and I wish you all the best. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Center in the City podcast. If you had any takeaways from this podcast, which I'm sure you did, there were many nuggets of wisdom, share with us on Instagram. You can find me at one Wade, and you can find Shanna at Shanna Kennedy. I'll link it in the show notes. Also share this episode with anyone in your community that you know would love to ground back into rituals and routines that would support them or who are navigating change and could really benefit from checking out Shanna's latest book, Plan B. Until next time, stay centered.